Welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast, brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. I'm here with Connor and Dave. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. Another Zoomcast on this very hot day here in Minnesota. Um, however, Dave is still in China on uh, week two of quarantine in, uh, before he moves yeah. on to another week of quarantine in another hotel. So, yeah, um, I am. And I'll tell you, it's not hot here. In fact, I'm still kind of in the middle of a typhoon, really. So uh, not really, oh, but wow. actually. So and it uh, so it has been nothing but uh, rain for the last now. Let's see. It's been oh, three, four days now. Solid rain. Fortunately, that's been it's been high winds and rain. That's been about it. Oh. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's come right up, hit the Chinese uh, eastern coast and uh, Shanghai has kind of been in the crosshairs but it's yeah it's just been heavy all i've noticed right here from downtown shanghai basically is just uh heavy rains and heavy winds so so are you right on the coach then Uh, are you right on the coast then dave pretty much yeah i can't see i cannot see the ocean from my room here but i'm basically looking straight out in that direction so yeah shanghai is right is basically right on the coast i just like where i'm at i'm technically not right on the ocean so probably a couple miles inland okay so uh now did they name this typhoon do they give it a name? Not, okay. not that I know of. I think they usually would, but I have yeah, not I so. looked that up. Oh. No. All right. But yeah. Well. So, and not that, not that I would know, but I haven't been outside my room in a week and oh. almost a week and a half now. And so you can't, <laughs> so I don't, you're I stuck. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. Although um, I checked, it looked, I, I did check the weather just out of pure curiosity and it's like hot upper seventies. So it's mm-hmm. quite, quite nice here, even though I wouldn't know. <laughs> so, well, uh, so the deal is this, uh, Dave's got a couple more days here in his uh, nice place in Shanghai. Then he travels a you know, couple hours, five, six hours to a new place where he goes in a new hotel and quarantines again for another seven days. Correct. Yeah. Which is flipping nuts. And then after that, Dave, you're out of quarantine, but what's yes. the kick? What's the kicker? Well, the, the kicker is, yeah. So after one more week of quarantine in a different hotel closer to where I'll be working. Um, quarantine will be over. Thank goodness. After three weeks, but um, there's still another week where I am out of quarantine. Thank goodness. I can go outside. I can go for walks. I can go to the stores. I can do whatever I want. However, I cannot go into work. I cannot go into the plant where I'm working. So it, so that's, that's why this trip gets so long is because I'm, I'm basically not basically I'm in country for, um, 28, 30 days without even being able to go into physically work. So, yeah, I mean, that's one month without even working. Well, I can work remotely, but not going on onto the job site yeah. or the yeah. work site. So, yeah. yeah, that's why this trip gets to be a couple months long really, really quickly. So <laughs> you are, know? You still, so. are you still working remotely in this week off then that you can go outside? Yeah, I'll still be able to assuming i'll still be able to work remotely from the the hotel room so i'm saying it might be more of like a vacation week for you (laughs) well i tell you what after after these three weeks i'm going to be wanting to get outside as much as possible i'm sure so yeah Yeah. not quite a vacation week but uh, i'll definitely be itching to get outside and drink some chinese beer of course yeah so hopefully in a couple weeks dave will be able to have chinese beer on the podcast yes We'll, we'll hope that would be that would yeah, be I'm first. crossing my fingers. Yes. Crossing my fingers. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of beers, uh, Connor and I are drinking beers. Um, oh, there's a dog barking. 
We didn't say Chase Gasper. We didn't say Gasper. We did not yet. say Chase, Chase Gasper. We'll, we will talk. We will, ta- we, we will talk about real. him. Yep. Spoiler we'll alert. alert. Um, but uh, so I have a beer I'll talk about first. It's not technically from Minnesota, but it's close enough. It's from uh, Drecker Brewing Company in Fargo, North Dakota, NODAC. It is the uh, Metaphase DDH Double IPA. Ooh. And it clocks in at a good, I think it's like eight something percent. I can't remember. Yeah, it sounds right. What it is DDH? So DDH, like double dry hopped. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be like eight percent. But uh, I would assume, assume it'd be just because of that, it would be at least eight percent. Yeah, I can't really. I don't see it on here. But hold up, eight point two. There it is. There you um, go. So thanks. Uh, shout out to my shout out to my mother in law for picking this up for me. Um, when she went and um, shopped for alcohol before they had their big garage sale at my house over the week, last week, they had a garage sale. So they had to have a lot of seltzer in the refrigerator outside. And then she picked me up a four pack of this. So I didn't feel left out. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, uh, it's, there, there's definitely some, uh, how would I put it? Some different citrus to it. Uh, but it does kick your ass. Uh, there's definitely an alcohol hit to it after you taste the citrus in it. Yeah, um, I, but uh, I love yeah. those double dry hopped beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have just the kind of aroma that I like in in IPAs. So it's yeah. I'm a little jealous of your beer, Tony. Yeah, well, it's it's technically not from Minnesota. It's Fargo, so it's close enough, I think. It's Drecker's on the a great brewery, though. We'll, yeah. we'll give you that. That's a border town. Yeah, border yeah. Town. we'll definitely give you that one. Sure. Yeah. So it's a good beer. If you ever find it, uh, you know, pick it up. Uh, Connor, what do you got? Uh, I also have a beer that was picked up to me, picked up for me by a friend who was on his way back from Mankato. And he stops by Mankato Brewery oh, yes. and got me the Tropic Love IPA. No. Um, this one is kind of more of a session IPA because it's only a 4.7% alcohol uh, with a four, 45 IBU. It's very citrusy though. Um, and, uh, a, a little bit juicy, I would say it's, uh, it's, it's very sweet, very fruity. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, it's not very strong at all. It's very, very smooth. Uh, it tastes very, very good. Um, I, I personally, like I said, bef- like I said before, I like the more dry stuff, uh, that, uh, that you guys have, but this one's a good, this one's a good one. I really like the, the kind of the taste of fruit that's uh fruity but not too fruity nice. so it's uh it's a good one and uh, shout out to my buddy josh Chomp thompson for uh for picking it up for me uh, mm-hmm. down in mankato and he picked me up a bunch of other ones too so that was awesome nice um so i got some beer some new beers coming on the podcast pretty soon here guys sweet yeah all right well uh it is kind of a big week well i guess for me it's a big week uh, because I, I do have a birthday coming up on Saturday, next Saturday. Um, next Friday, uh, ODB's meet and greet food truck will be at my next door neighbor's house uh, next Friday night. I know, Dave, you can't attend. Unfortunately, uh, I, was, I was there. I was yeah. there last year. Was it last year? 2020 is a blur for everyone. Yeah, I think yeah. it was last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good food there. And Connor, I don't think you can come either because you got something going on, don't you? Um, is it this Friday or next Friday? This Friday. 
this Friday. Yeah, I'm my my wife and I are heading down to to Iowa for the there weekend. You go. So, there you go. so as we're listening, that would be Friday the thirtieth of July. Yeah, yes. you should give a plug. You should give a plug. You should just give a plug for ODB because that uh, for maybe any of our listeners that want to stop up in Ostio, yeah. it'd be worth the trip. It, it's just outstanding yeah. barbecue. It's yeah. a and it's a public event. She puts it on her Facebook page. It's an open event. She's got the, my neighbor's address on there. Stop on by, uh, eat her barbecue, talk to her. She's great. Uh, she's very friendly. Um, and, what time uh, is, is she going to be up there? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Okay. Yep. She'll be there at five o'clock on Friday until she sells out, which we sure hope she does sell out because we need her to sell out. Otherwise we're on the hook for the rest of the, I, I, I'll tell you what. Okay. One, I'd be surprised if she doesn't just based on the food that I had last time, last year. Mm-hmm. And then number two, if you were on the hook, at least you'd have all that delicious food to throw in your freezer and keep for yeah. a while. But you'd be yeah, stocked you said, for a while. So like, I mean, I think, so you said, you said if somebody wanted to check it out, just Facebook, check out the menu. I mean, because the menu yeah. is, I mean, you can see what you have and there's a well, lot can of delicious things. Go on to ODB's meet and greet food truck. I think you just search that on Google. You'll find her food truck on there. Um, if anybody doesn't know who ODB is, she is a uh, former, she still does some wrestling, but she's a former wrestler for, um, uh, she was on uh, not WWE, but uh, TNE or TN, TNA. TNA. Yeah. She was on that for a while. Uh, she went to, I think she went to Osseo High School. She went with my neighbor, uh, Brendan. So my neighbor, Brendan, knows her and her brother. So that's how we have the hookup, which is nice. Um, so yeah, she's a cool girl and a uh, cool woman, I should say. And um, she'll be here next Friday. And that's my birthday Saturday. And then Sunday, we're all heading down to the horse track to do some, see some horses for the first time in like two years. So oh, uh, very awesome. excited for that. Yeah. And uh, it'll be my first time at a horse track without my father-in-law, Tom, which will be kind of, kind of sad. So I won't have mm-hmm. him there to bet with, but uh, yeah, we're going down there and mm-hmm. have a good time. So it's a big week. Uh, you'll have him behind you in spirit to, to win yourself a lot of money that day. Tony. Well, I hope so. I yeah. hope so. I mean, I did, I did win uh, a lot of money one time that one time, Dave, that was, yeah, I was with you a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to go with you and Tom a couple of times, I think. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, the last time I was with you and Tom and Nels was there. Yeah. You, Mm -hmm. uh, you had a lucky streak going. That's for sure. I did. I was very lucky. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a good, uh, going to be a good week and, uh, hopefully, um, hopefully goes by fast. So um, we had a game this weekend and Sterling is actually sending us pictures right now of the game. Oh, that's a good picture. Um, but, uh, we had a game this last Saturday guys it was against the, uh, the good old Portland Timbers. Uh, and, uh, this is one of those games. Remember we, I think we came out of the break. We talked about the games coming up, the Seattle game, the Portland game. Then they're on the, I think LAFC is coming up. Yep. Um, we talked about these three games being kind of a, just a, just a grind. I mean, it was, these are games that we can win, but probably not. I mean, you weren't very sure they were going to win. We ended up beating Seattle by one and now we've got Portland uh, at Allianz field and uh, guys uh, just before we get into the lineup, the beginning of this game did not look good. The first half did not look good. So I was very concerned in that first half. But uh, if you look at the lineups, and uh, our starting lineup was pretty much the same. 
with the exception, of course, of Boxel, who was still out. Um, and then, and then you had Metnier coming back. Metnier was back. Yeah, that's right. Metnier was back from, from France. Yep, from his green card. Yeah, and so I yeah, what was it? Was it Bastille Day? There was a little complicated. There was I think mm-hmm. the day he wanted to go in and get his green card. I think I heard on the broadcast actually that there, it was a holiday in yeah. France, and so that that kind of added to the delay, which we were all kind of curious about how it was, why it was taking so long, and that was just certainly one of the reasons. You think you looked that up before you went? You would, but I yeah. think it was just a, a matter of okay, it's it's the uh, international. Oh, I shouldn't say internet. Well, yeah, Gold Cup break mm-hmm. um international break you know maybe he, that's he saw that on his calendar said okay this is what i'm going to take care of it but yeah tony you touched on it and yeah and i think wow it, it just just even you know prior to the you know and we touched on the last time prior to the seattle game you know you you, you come off that loss against colorado pre prior to that it was the drug in san jose and so you know spirits at least in the fandom of minnesota united weren't all that great i mean speaking for myself and yeah, you, then you look at the schedule and see Seattle and Portland and LAFC, which we'll get to. Is it, it's just it was a tough. It's looking like a tough stretch, and you're not feeling too optimistic. But uh, yeah. yeah, I did giant uh, West Coast opponents, uh, especially yep. with the great mm-hmm. histories and uh, that we've always kind of struggled with, um, except for Portland, of course. We've uh, Portland hasn't beaten us since 2018, so I yeah. that's why I was a little nervous going into this game because this could have been a trap game where, uh, you know, we snapped Seattle's uh, streak against us uh, the last this time when they came here. So I thought, uh, I mean, I thought maybe this was karma coming around. Maybe Portland would snap their streak uh, against us here, too. Um, Um, You know, you realize that Seattle's got a new streak going now. Two losses in a row. They do have two losses. I did notice that. Yeah. Sporting Kansas City Mm -hmm. uh, this weekend. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, to, to start the hot start they had their season, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what were they, eight wins or nine yep. wins? Eight wins and season. five draws, yep. yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to not lose a game to start the season, now they're on a two-game losing streak. That's, you know, that's that's half of uh, the streak that Minnesota went on to start the uh, yep. season. So, hey, yeah, it's, the, the season's a grind, especially in this Western Conference and especially in the Western Conference heavy schedule that all those teams are facing each game is so important it is such a grind and especially as we get into the kind of dog days of summer it's and it's, uh it's incredible we uh i forgot to mention uh actually it's big i totally forgot about this uh franco was not in the starting lineup either right now um we we he wasn't on the injury list previous day and then all of a sudden he popped up with an injury before the match started now i have a conspiracy theory about this I don't think he's actually injured. I believe they just didn't put him in this match because of what happened last time against Portland. Um, and I, I, I just, I think, I don't think they wanted anything bad to happen. I just think they wanted to kind of play it cool. And, you know, was he injured? I, I don't know. I, if he was, it was a minor injury. He could probably could have played through it, well, but, you yeah. know. It's, no, I, it's a I weird, totally, it's a, I totally agree sorry. with you there. I, I totally agree with you there, Tony. It's, um, uh, it, it's, it's very convenient to the, to the fact that, uh, last time Minnesota played Portland at that whole, um, uh, Fregapane versus Chara, uh, thing came up and it was obviously a very important issue. Um, so I think I thought it was very convenient. I, I don't think that Fregapane showed any sign of being injured, 
um, last time uh, when we played Seattle. So I, I think, I think you're right. I think we might actually see him if not against LAFC, we'll see him against Vancouver for sure. Oh yeah. yeah and it's a really interesting deal because it is, it, it is one of those things where, um, you know, it's first of all, yeah, there's nothing on the injury report. Absolutely nothing. Um, you know, on the injury report, as far as Franco, Franco Pane was concerned coming into this game. And then, so it would have been between the release of that injury report and game time that he would have come up with this injury. Now you can get injured at home. They may have had one last training, but it is a very, very odd situation. It's also odd in the sense that I still have a hard time believing that they would do that. Quite frankly, the team, you know, would, would keep a player of his caliber. You know, he's been, He's been instrumental to this team's success. There's no doubt about that over the last three, four games since basically he appeared in Minnesota, his first appearance. So for for Minnesota to keep him off the pitch in an important game, every game's important. There's no doubt about that, of course. So any game to keep him off the pitch is very surprising to me. I have a hard time believing that the team would do that. But yeah, I mean just to avoid that type of conflict, but maybe they didn't want things escalating. Maybe that's true. Bottom line is I have, I still have a hard time believing that they would do that just because of the incident, but well, it's going to be really interesting going forward because there have been like, uh, if you search the Twitterverse, there have been at least one or two kind of rep I'll call them reputable accounts that have claimed that he has not only an injury, but an injury that might keep him off the pitch for like a month. That's what and, it's saying right here. It's it's a thigh injury the, that could keep him out for two weeks or up to four weeks. And, now, but I mean, but nobody, the team hasn't said as much. Not that they would, but you know, you haven't seen like your beat reporters say that, have you? Like, yeah, Andy I Greer just or, search or, or uh, Andy Greer just said it two days ago. I guess I don't read the start oh. or the uh, St. Paul Pioneer press enough, but pretty much uh, he came out and he said it was disappointing losing Franco. We'll see, you know, blah, 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 two weeks to four weeks because of a thigh injury. But, I mean, like I said, the funny thing is he was available all week until the game, pretty much. And he wasn't on injury reports up until game time. So if he injured it during training this week, it wasn't that bad of an injury. Otherwise, right. it would have been on the injury report. Right. So, again, if he comes back in two weeks and he looks like he's good, there's – I don't know, you know, I'm not saying I'm just saying, yeah, it's just, it's just a rampant, rampant speculation at this point. So, I mean, I don't know, it'll be really interesting to see how this shakes out. That's for sure. So we don't have Fragapane. We get uh, Nico Hansen, uh, David Sterling's favorite player, Nico Hansen uh, in the starting rotation. And uh, this game guys in the beginning, I mean, it, it starts off just not, good i mean just how would you ask yeah how would you put it i kind of i mean it, give me like one word to to describe like the first like 15 minutes of this game I mean, was... oh boy um and i i would i i think i i hit it on the head with rocky because yeah. i mean we didn't start off very well um i don't think portland was particularly good for the first 10 minutes either in fact, uh, when they got, uh, we're going to get to their goal in a minute, but when they got their goal in the ninth minute, I thought it was against the run of play. Um, yeah. I thought we had the ball in their half. We weren't converting, um, though. We weren't, uh, 
we weren't the team that was on on top of it in the first 10 15 minutes though um so yeah i would say it was a very rocky start for both teams even until portland uh portland got their first goal yeah it was a beautiful goal by the way it was and and connor you're right it was in the run of play it was a beautiful uh pass if you want to call it across to into the box it, um, yeah, it was a spree. It was a spree from way out left. And I mean, yeah. he was way out left. I yeah. mean, and, and I don't know you, you, I guess you might be able to criticize Metnir for maybe not closing down, but the point is, I mean, they, yeah. it was played out of the midfield yeah. to spree on the, on the wide left. And, you know, I don't Metnir was closing down and I, I don't, but he I don't cut- know. It's, it's almost hard to anticipate that because it was an early cross in just a beautiful cross played it perfectly to Mora. And, and so Mora, I don't know if there's a whole lot he could have done about no. it, really. And Mora no. cut in on Metnir anyways. I mean, he cut right. in to get there, and he was on the inside track on Metnir. There's no way Metnir is going to stop that. I mean, he got well, I mean, one Metnir step was on. out. Yeah, Metnir was out wide, but yeah, there wasn't Tony. I think yeah, there was there wasn't enough time. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a goal. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. Fault, I'm not going to fault anybody on that goal. Um, usually, I find fault with at least somebody. I'm. I can't fault anybody on this goal. Uh, it was perfect and it was every a way. very it was very well put together by the Portland team and you know it, uh, a a mid-range kind of header putting it put sending uh you know Tyler Miller I mean he didn't send Tyler Miller the wrong way but he left Tyler Miller in the dust I would yeah. say with his header. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he, Miller had any chance of saving that. Nope. Um no. but yeah it was, I it's just you're right Tony it, uh, it, there's nobody to blame on our team really mm-hmm. except maybe for Metnir for giving him just that little half a yard of space uh to Espria yep. but it's just a well put together goal by Portland yeah it's yeah because uh, th- there's no uh, and that you nailed it Connor I mean it was a beautiful let's give credit where credit's due and give credit to Portland and Espria and more because it was a beautiful goal beautiful header and then yeah there's no with Espria he could have kept continuing down that left flank and there's no you know that cross was just expertly timed it's just right. it was really hard to defense and even you know credit i mean credit to the back line as a whole they, it's not like like earlier so much earlier in the season they'd get burned on the on, on minnesota's high press and then they wouldn't be able to get back at least the back line wouldn't be able to but that really wasn't the case they were back it was just a perfect yeah. placement on that cross it's hard to defend yeah and so Portland goes up one nil guys and it's like dobbers down for me. I mean, I was kind of like, well, if we're going to play like crap in the first 10 minutes and we're going to give a goal, um, I have a feeling this game is going to go off the rails pretty quickly. Uh, we're at home. Uh, there's, you know, the fans are all in the stands, you know, there, I mean, there's energy behind us, especially right. after this victory against Seattle. I think there's a lot of energy in that, in that stadium and Connor, you were there. So yep. yeah, you felt the energy. I mean, it was probably pretty yeah. huge. Um, yeah. But- I felt, uh, I felt that when that Portland goal was scored, I did feel that people were like, no, let's, let's forget about it. And uh, let's come back even stronger because it's, it's Portland and, and we can beat them. Good. Uh, yeah. And you mentioned it. Yeah. And I forgot to, yeah. Cause you mentioned, you know, Portland hasn't beaten Minnesota since what'd you say, 2018, Connor? 2018, yep. And and they have never won in Minnesota. They haven't. The, right. sta- the yeah. state of Minnesota, period, MLS or not, the way the way I understand it. So yeah, it's and they've only kinda... beaten us twice in Portland. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of those things is, you know, we can pick out so many teams that Minnesota has had some really, really tough luck with over the years, including Seattle. But uh, yeah, at least we've got a couple like Portland where we've actually had some good success right. over the years. So. Yeah. Um, we go the rest of this first half, guys. We have a lot of miss uh, attempts, uh, shots on goal. We just couldn't put it away uh, in, in the final in the final third there. You got to credit yeah, the, think... the Minnesota attack, though, for, mm-hmm. for making those chances in the first place because the buildup play was spectacular. It was. I thought was. when after those first 10, 15 minutes, I thought Minnesota owned the game. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they were the better team throughout. Throughout, It's just the scoreboard said otherwise, obviously. But yes. uh, you saw you saw Robin Lud taking probably mm. a quarter of our shots and he couldn't quite get his left foot around it enough uh, to, uh, you saw a couple of times where it went wide left and uh, it was, it was great buildup. They just, there, there's no fine. Again, there's no final ingredient to that play. Yeah. If you want to, I mean, if you want to get critical, I mean, I think you're right. I think after that, that first goal, um, Minnesota did kind of take over the game if they hadn't been for the entire 90, but it was certainly after that first goal, it it was possession was in Minnesota's favor by a margin. Um, You know, it seemed like the significant shots were in Minnesota's favor. Everything seemed to be in favor except for that final third. So not repeating. So if you want to be critical, I think, and I think uh, people were critical. I think the announcers were critical, but it was just because it was that it was, you know, maybe the speed at which they were transitioning was was too slow, and then they couldn't finish in the final third. But yeah, Connor, gosh, just looking at just looking at some of those highlights, yeah, Reno. I think Reynosa had a corner kick where Lud, after a deflection, ended up getting a, a a hard shot that was saved. And just minutes after that, he had a, just a banger that went just left of the goal. So Lude really, he was the uh, he was kind of the cog in that first half, even though nothing was coming out of it. Yep. Well, let's and, go back to that uh, that corner too that you mentioned, Dave. Is that like the, how many goalkeepers saved that shot? And mm. you you don't see because Lewis has no more than what three feet away from the goal yep. when he takes yeah, that it shot. Was, it was full and extension. Ninety nine percent of the time that goes mm-hmm. in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's it very frustrating when being at the game that way. Oh yeah, and, and, yeah. and we can talk about this all we want this year is that we haven't scored goals in bunches at all and i think a lot of that has to do with luck i think there's just been some really bad luck uh for this team in terms of hitting shots or misses or goalies making crazy plays that just don't happen a lot Uh, in baseball you talk about um average of i think it's balls in play average or something of that nature and some baseball players, their batting average is huge because their batted balls in play keep dropping into places. It's all luck, but it always comes back to kind of the medium, right? So you got to believe that at some point, these goals will start going in for this team. You know, yeah, things will get yeah. back and, to the medium. And they should. I think they really should. I, I've brought it up a couple times this year. I'm, 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 I used to be a fan of the Audi index kind of joke, half joking there. Not really, but one, one stat that I have really kind of enjoyed is the expected goals, expected assist. Cause that maybe gives you a little more feel for that game, Tony, where you're like, okay, they should have scored. They should have scored. They're getting unlucky. Well, that expected goal kind of takes that into account. Yep. And just from a perspective, you know, obviously Portland scored in the 11th minute, their expected goals at that, at during, at that goal was basically zero. 
I mean, yeah. and, and it, their expected goals ended at 0.4 for the entire game. Whereas Minnesota, boy, at, at the moment we're talking about the 25th, 26th, 28th minute where Lude had, has a couple significant chances and even a couple others. At that point, at the, his second missed opportunity where he went just wide left, Minnesota was sitting on a one goal expected goal. Yep. Point there, so and then that yep. continued to climb significantly through the second half. So right. yeah, it was just interesting to watch. Um, yeah, it's again, but, it's, but, but frustrating. But that's 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 you know, fall. it's a frustrating game, and it was well, a frustrating yeah. game against Portland. And it's the same, like I said, with baseball, same thing. You guys who are hitting the ball well, and are just hitting it right at guys, and they're barreling right. up, they're hitting right at, and their batting average is low, but their batting average should batting average should be higher. We're just getting bad luck, and that's what you're talking about, Dave. Is that expected goals? They should be getting more in the back of the net. They're not. Let's hope in the second half of the season that kind of comes back to the mean, and we're getting the goals that we need to get. So, um, guys, first half ends, and it's still one nil. We have one half left against Portland. Right. It's hot. It was hot, wasn't it, Connor? It was a very hot. It was decently again. hot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the sun was going down, so it, it, it was getting cooler, and I felt kind of a nice breeze. But uh, but yeah, it was a hot day. I uh, yeah, I should I should say I was lucky. I mean, obviously, I was not at the game. I was in China, uh, and like we already touched on. But I was lucky enough to actually be able to stream this game, most of it, I should say, uh, from my phone. So. Small, cool. small screen, but it was nice to be able to uh, watch the broadcast, at least yeah. parts of it. That was that was real cool. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Going into the second half, feeling kind of, you know, it's feeling a little bit optimistic. But then, you know, how was I thinking they'd come all the way back or could come all the way back? You just, you know, you look at the scoreline it's, and it's just uh, not feeling ultra confident. Right. No. Yeah. I was, I remember at the halftime, I, during the half, during the first half, I wasn't feeling all that worried because I thought there was plenty of time left and uh, we've got the home field advantage on our side. And again, I felt the first goal came uh, against the run of play. So I thought that we had dominated base at least the last 30 minutes of uh, the first half. And I thought that we were playing, I thought that we were the better team. So when halftime came around, that's when I started to get a little worried because now you've got only one half to go. Um, potentially momentum is going to swing. And I just remember, Hey, if, uh, I mean, we've always had a problem uh, capitalizing on big, on big plays on big buildups. And uh, we haven't, like you say, Tony, we haven't been a big goal scoring team this year. Uh, so I was a little worried at that point that we just would shoot, shoot and shoot and we would never score. Well, and you, you got to keep shooting. I mean, it, it's, yeah. you've got to keep taking your shots. You can't, which is what we did. It's what's great. Uh, yeah. Some teams will stop taking shots and they will start looking for perfect opportunities for shots. You don't want to get in that situation. Right. Um, you don't want to get a situation where you got guys, you're passing back and forth in the, in the final third and you're not taking any chances. Um, and we didn't see that. Uh on Saturday, we saw them continue to do their game plan. I think that's what Heath said in the locker room was probably guys were right there. Keep doing what you're doing. Something is going to fall. And, and we know what happened guys. I mean, right. we had a ton of opportunities. Uh, a new missed the, missed the, missed a shot. 
Uh, I know Gasper missed a couple shots. Uh, let's and, talk. And Lude, in, in the second half, Lude had more and more chances, too. I wish I had the exact number of shots that he had. But, boy, he Lude was on a goal. I mean, he should have. I mean, boy, it's it's credit to Lude just to keep playing throughout the game, throughout the yeah. second half, because he had some just prime chances that just wouldn't find the back of the net. Right. Super frustrating. Let's yeah. uh, let's talk about Adrian Anu just a little bit, guys, briefly. Um, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, you know, give a new time to get worked into this lineup. And I agree with them 100%. It's just funny that, you know, when Robin Lud started here, I was a person going, hey, give Robin Lud uh, a chance to work into this into this system. And everybody's like, ah, he sucks. He's terrible. He's a piece of shit, whatever. And he does, he worked out. And now you got a bunch right. of Robin Lud stands out there for this, uh, who were United fans, were a bunch of Robin Lud guys saying, oh, he's the greatest, blah, blah. I'm like, no, he, he, it took him a while to get where he's at. I get that. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this pod in general is kind of a, a, I mean, I don't want to speak for Sterling, but I think we were pretty much a Lud fan from the beginning. And I think, I don't know. For me, I was just drinking a Kool-Aid that that Adrian Heath was selling because game after game, match after match after match, uh, Heath would just keep on being on the record of saying, I think this well, this would be back in yeah, 2019. He would just right, keep he would just keep being on the record and saying he is one of our most technical players. He is one yep. of the best footballers on the pitch. He is one of the best. And clearly we're seeing that. Yep. We're seeing his move, not only is his shot taking abilities, his being in the right spot but his runs his you know inner interlapping play you know from the wings both wings we've seen him on both wings his 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 play and movement has just been outstanding so that's we're starting that's to the, see that that's the part i like most dave i think that last part is, is is his versatility with the positions he can play um you see him on both wings you can see him play this the center mid and uh tony you are a particular fan of him playing the false line, false nine, oh, yes. uh, I which it. I think we all should be because oh. every time he plays the false nine, good things happen. Right. So um, yeah, he's uh, I, I mean, it's under, it's understandable. I mean, he, it did take him a little while to get into the, into the team. So at the time, you know, people were like, Lud is uh, Lud sucks. We should never have bought him for the mm-hmm. money that we got him and his salary is a whole nother issue. But uh um, but then getting back to a new, um, yes, I agree that, uh, he needs time to get into this offense because he's only been with Minnesota, what a month and a half now. Yeah. And, I remember he didn't really play that much in France for the right. last year. Yeah. He really didn't play much. Yeah. Um, he, to me though, uh, if we're talking about yesterday or, uh, I'm sorry, Saturday in particular, um, he was the match chump for me. He, oh. He was not uh, good with his runs. He wasn't good with his touches. He, uh, I, I saw him with a shot in like the 35th minute, right around there, and uh, yep. just couldn't uh, couldn't get it on target. It was a perfect chance for him, and uh, so I, I think along with a lot of other people, was glad to see him subbed off for for Agudelo yeah. at that point. And there. and speaking of that, you guys, to your points, um, you know. Hanu Anu hasn't uh he has not played a full 94 this squad I don't believe yet he's either been subbed in late or subbed off late. yeah that's probably, um, I think that's I think right. subbed off late for the most part mm-hmm. and that's a you fair know, point. And great yeah. point great points Tony uh yeah I mean he he unlike Frank Apane who was literally playing in a game you know <laughs> basically the day before it was made official that he's coming to Minnesota numerous Frank, games yeah 
Yeah, Frankopani was playing considerable minutes with his club, was it Tolaris and in Argentina, and and Anu wasn't. He was basically yeah. sitting on the bench, getting extremely limited minutes. I know we looked, we kind of looked at that in detail before the move was announced, but yeah, he had not played many minutes, you know, this in 2020. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe he's still shaking off the rust. And then another thing I want to bring up is the fact that, you know, we're get, we're seeing a little bit more now that Lude's back, but, you know, your top, your front four, the ideal front four, at least in most people's minds, you would think this team's mind is starting to come together, but it's still, even, even over the last month, it hasn't been consistent. And now look, just another, you know, due to Frankopane's, we'll say injury at this point, because we don't know otherwise. But, you know, Frank Apane is not out there. So, you know, you're, you're seeing these pieces getting moved in and out of that front four. So it's not, you know, it's not uh, consistent. And that can't help, you know, a new player coming in either. So oh, and it, I, think, I, think, I think a part of it is rust. And I think part of it is just getting comfortable with the system. Yep. It is a, it's a system thing. And, and, and again, I, I believe people on, in, in social media are saying, wait for Anu to step it up. And I totally agree with those people. Um, I mean, we need to make sure we need to have these guys play at least, I used to always say it was, uh, at least a half season with the team before, you know, exactly what you're getting with a player, um, get them involved in your process, in the game plan. And after 10 games, if they're not doing what they need to do, you should be looking for an out, you know, and, and with a new, I think you, you gotta wait, you know, maybe a half season, maybe a whole season to see that. Um, other guys, we knew for a fact they were within the first five games. We knew they were just not going to work out with this team. So, um, second half, guys, it is it is better until until we get all the way up to the seventy fourth minute, and this is the weirdest goal I've ever seen for this team. I think. Yep. This is a, a a cross. It's a it's a corner kick, right? Right. But then it's played back. What's what was the deal? Was was it? It wasn't so a. It was a corner kick. Dotson. Um, Reynoso, I think, took and yes, uh, it was just kind of it was headed out of the out of the box by someone I don't remember who, mm-hmm. and then it found its way to Dotson, who was on the other other side of the of the eighteen yard box, and mm-hmm. Dotson. Puts the ball up in the air, probably hangs there for just a, four or five seconds or so, and yeah, you just expect, a big basically volley, yep. yeah, a volley by a volley by Dotson, yeah. And everyone's expecting someone from Portland to head it out, head this ball out of the out of the box, mm-hmm. but Chase Gasper uh, gets up there. Hey, Henry didn't bark. Um, <laughs> Chase Gasper gets up there and use, uses what. I mean, I've, I've never seen him that get that kind of height on, mm-hmm. on a ball before. Uh, but uh, it's, it's a great header that uh, it, a lot like the first Portland goal uh, kind of leaves Portland's goalkeeper in the dust. He doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. It's a uh, white man, white men can jump basically. I, yeah. I just, yeah. it's, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's not like, um, it's not like uh, he put it, uh, he got a lot of it with his, Gasper did with his head. He just got enough of it and put it in the far left post. Didn't have to. Far post just to get it away from the goalkeeper. He didn't have to. You're right. I don't think anybody expected him to score that goal, including himself and or the Portland defense, because, you know, he was marked pretty well, but Mm -hmm. credit Gasper for just getting up to that ball and just getting enough on it and getting it at that far post. So, yeah, 
I mean, it, it just didn't, it didn't have a lot of pace, but boy, he got up, he was being marked. He's, it was fairly well defended, but he just got enough of it to push into that far left post. So I think Gasper was probably the most surprised uh, person player on the pitch at that moment, well, but yeah, exciting to get his first goal of the season. It's about time. He's, I know that wasn't his uh, first attempt. Not only year, was, so. but not only was he surprised, I think the, uh, the Timbers were surprised as well uh, mm. because after the goal happened, guys, the field completely tilted in our direction. Yes. Uh, you could tell that this really, I think Portland was kind of still going off the, 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 the fumes of the first goal. And they're thinking, Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to play this game out and we're going to be good. Gasper gets that goal guys and tilt field wins direction. And uh, it's game on from there. I mean, yeah. it is game Portland on. just loses everything after that goal. Mm -hmm. he, they lose all kind of momentum, motivation, whatever you uh, whatever you say it is, they, they lost it. And mm -hmm. uh, I personally thought that that entire second half, Minnesota, again, had the upper hand. Mm -hmm. uh, they, were the, they were the better team all throughout the half. But then, yes, yeah, so, uh, like you say, Tony, the, the catalyst for really shifting the field in Minnesota's way uh, was Chase Gasper's goal. And yep. then you saw amazing play. Uh, amazing build-up play, amazing defense. Everyone in Minnesota had all cylinders running. Yep. Uh, right after that play, Robin Lud had missed the shot. Uh, I mean, that could have been a goal. It was. It was a good. I think it was. It was that shot that he hit. Uh, that the goalie got a hand on and uh, got it away. But that could have been another goal. Can I just say there there were twenty eight shots that Minnesota took this game. Yep. Uh, Robin Lud must have taken like a quarter of them. Yeah. At least a quarter of them. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You can do that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I have no problem with it. No, I'm just like, I, it's very unlucky that uh, uh, Lud, I mean, a bunch of these were fantastic shots. Yeah. They just, they just oh, went yeah. wide. That's, I, that's why I was saying he, he was on a goal. He was really on a goal from, you know, that mm -hmm. 25th minute on. And it was a shame. I mean, Dotson in this, and it seemed like everybody on the team had a shot or was contributing yeah. to the attacking play in the final third and shot after shot after shot. Yeah. You look at the shot map and it's just incredible to see those 28 shots spread out. Yeah. You know, I mean, Dotson had a couple really attempts late, you know, prior, prior to, uh, prior to Gasper's goal. And it was just, it was just a full on press and attack. And it was just incredible. Yeah. That's, I mean, they got six shots on target, but I mean, that just, I mean, compared to two from Portland, it was just a full, it was just all Minnesota especially yeah. in that second half. Yeah, and uh, we uh, get to the point, guys, in the 80, I think it's the 85th minute. This is where it all culminates into us moving ahead in this game. Mm -hmm. And this is Robin Lude's goal with a nice feed from Renoso. And this it may was be the best goal I've seen from Minnesota in a long time. Perfect. Yeah. Perfectly placed by Ray, perfectly, you know, held on to by Robin and and put in the back of the net. I mean, it was it was it was poetry in motion, guys. And, it was and was amazing. And wasn't it wasn't it Gasper that kind of was kind of kind of coming down the side of the pitch with Ray and who kind of dished it off to Ray, who then yeah, shortly thereafter made uh, the beautiful. I mean, call it perfectly timed because the Ludes run. You know, I know it was questionable to be offsides, but it, uh, you know, replay after replay, it was perfectly timed. Yeah. What a pass and what a run. Yeah. 
it was uh it was a sight it was yeah. a sight and it's it's not a goal you see from minnesota a lot no. to come from long range a long range pass like that no. um just a beautiful pass by Reynoso. it's that's yeah. the that's the kind of playmaking ability that everybody wants to see from ray yeah. and he showed it off then he hasn't showed it off a hell of a lot this season but he showed it off then that's his potential Mm-hmm. I can only hope that is a uh, motivation kicker for Reynoso, knowing that he yeah. can make that kind of play with this team. Because uh, despite coming in next last year, he's still, I, I would argue, a little part of him is just still getting trying to get used to this team, even though he's um, he's been he was great last year, and he's even him mediocre this year. Uh, yeah is uh is better than a lot of other players can of course yeah and i and i think you can still count i mean reynoso is not doing what we saw him do in the build-up to the western conference final he's not have you know he's not having two assists a game in that incredible playoff run that that ray had and so he set the bar a little high for him and maybe that was part of it but still in this year you know and i think a lot of that has to do with the new cast of you know players around him but the fact is ray is still um as far as chances created for this team he's still kind of leading i believe the team in that category he and and i go back to expected the expected uh category as far as expected assists he's he's leading the team in that category so even though we aren't maybe seeing it happen especially because this team is not scoring a lot of goals that's a fact but i mean i think ray is still a huge part of this team there's no doubt about that and this team would be hurting without him i have no doubt about yeah, that you well. can't you can't replace ray in the middle of this team yeah, there's no there's which no replacement which is no way which is 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 great now but also is really kind of scary guys because well it's great until you need to replace him you get you know, injury he gets or, injured he gets injured and yeah. this team is not the same um so score the goal guys go up two to one and we close out and there was some great, great closeout play at the last part here with, uh, what was it, Agudelo? Agudelo, yep. The little uh, corner kicks into the into the corner and just the blocking, the uh, perfect. I, yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time, and that was just fantastic. Just yeah. got to be frustrating for the Timbers yeah. to see something like that happen. Um they gave up uh, two free kicks doing that. Yeah, you don't I know. see that. At I mean, all. don't see that. All. No, you don't. Yeah. It was just, it was a great play, and and uh, uh, my compliments to whoever thought that up. It was Agudelo. If it was Heath telling, I don't know who said, do this, but fantastic, you know. Yeah. Hmm. But the key thing is the victory, um, and it uh, put us back into, I think fifth or sixth place in the West uh, gives us three points. Um, we still are digging out of that hole that we dug ourselves back in the first couple of games of the season, guys. Uh, think about how much better we'd be off right now if we'd gotten, you know, three, four, five, six points in the beginning of the season. would be much higher than we are now. But mm-hmm. as it stands, I think we are in – Let's take a look. We are uh, in, six, in sixth. sixth place. Yes. Yep. Um, right behind LAFC, yes. which is our next challenge on uh, – it was a Saturday game, right? 
Wednesday. When also oh, Wednesday game. Holy it shit! Yeah, it's coming up Wednesday, and it starts at well, nine thirty p.m. Our what? God. So yeah, if anybody's interested, that would be uh, ten thirty Thursday morning for anybody in the China China yeah. area. Yeah. Any of any of our China listeners? China, China listeners. Yeah. Um, we are huge underdogs in this game, guys. Uh, yeah. In terms of betting, I think we're at negative four fifty. So uh, can I just remind everyone though? The last time we went to LAFC, we mm-hmm. won. Mm-hmm. That was a big Mason toy game, wasn't it? It was. Yep. Let's not talk about Mason toy. People are keep yeah. bringing him up now because he's been scoring like he's been hotcakes. Um, amazing for Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver, they're all now back home. Uh, yeah. Vancouver now is going to be allowed to play home games at fifty percent capacity uh, for a while. So uh, things are kind of getting back to normal, I think, in terms of soccer, and hopefully they'll stay there. Yeah, but you never know. Um. Yeah. So we got through Portland. We got through Seattle with six points, guys. Could you believe? Can would you believe that would happen? Uh, coming out of the break. No, I I, I wouldn't have predicted it, especially with Seattle. But I mean, I guess the only thing you'd say is both games were at Allianz Field. But yeah, no, I think coming into it, I I probably would have been even as optimistic as I can be. Sometimes I probably would have maybe hoped for four points coming out of those two yeah, yeah. I, I was i'm with i'm right with you there that dave i i think that we could have gotten four out of this so the fact that we got six especially a win against uh seattle is amazing and uh so we're we're beating giants right now we're yeah. beating seattle and beating uh beating portland and we've still got uh, lafc to go and we've got to get over that colorado hump whenever we play them next and and I know yeah. we play the LA Galaxy a couple times. Uh, who, who yeah. LA Galaxy lost big over the weekend. Did you guys see that over there? They, yeah, it was four nil to Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. I did. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the game, of course, but I did see that that scoreline. Yeah, that was surprising. And I mean, as long as we're, I mean, LAFC, they, you know, they could only manage a draw at home against Vancouver. Yeah. So that that was that was a little bit surprising. So it'd be interesting to see their response. The only. But, uh, I will say this, guys. The only thing that's keeping us alive in the playoffs right now is the fact that teams aren't scoring any goals against us. I mean, yeah, yeah Seattle kicked our ass in the first game of the season, but after that, it's been pretty, like, solid goal play. We haven't been giving up points, um, but we can't score freaking goals. I mean, yeah. well, this that's funny. I, no, I mean, that's not funny, uh-huh, but I, they finally, Minnesota finally, I've been waiting all season for this patiently. Minnesota finally got their goals per game average above one with yeah. with the two that they scored against Portland. Yeah. So they're just they're 15 it's... goals on 14 games played. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but that's uh, yeah, just... unfortunately, they're from earlier this season. Their goal differential is still kind of lousy because you know the first four games they, right. uh, that did not help that number. We're working at all. on it though. We've uh, we're only at yep. negative yep. two now. Which, by the way, LA Galaxy is at negative three, and they're yeah. in third place. <laughs> But you look at you look, guys look at a team like uh, like Kansas City, they're almost at a um, two goals per game uh, average right now. Right, at fifteen games played, twenty eight goals for. Yep. If you're at a two goal, goals per game average, uh, you're 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 looking pretty. Uh, you are you are set to go far uh, this season and into the playoffs. Uh, it's, yeah. 
them in New England have just been scoring yeah. goals like crazy. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, as long as we're looking at the standings, yeah, I just I just like to look at. The, I mean, it's just we say the same thing every season. It's always this way. But I mean, the the gap between eighth place, where Portland currently sits after their result against Min- or lack of result against Minnesota, and LA Galaxy in third is just six points. It's nineteen mm-hmm. points to twenty five. So it's yeah, and, and maybe you could and you look at this part of the schedule for Minnesota with you know. Seattle, Portland, LA, or LAFC. I mean, it's a tough stretch, and to already have six points in those three games is huge. So if they can get any kind of result against LAFC, that would be. Oh, well, we yeah, won't. I think at this point, we won't be relegated this year. So what's good, right? Yes. Relegation. Unlikely. I think almost certainly not. No. Yeah. Not happen. Um, can, can I just say before we move on, guys? Um, okay. I think one big catalyst uh, for us uh, getting the win actually is the arrival in the game of Ethan Finley. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought when he came into the game, he pushed the attack very, very well. He came in for Nico Hansen. Yep. And uh, we he does he, he's just such a fast player. I don't understand why we don't start him over Hansen. And because he's he's so fast and he's got that uh, that's I've seen him pull off that skill move every now and then where he cuts to his left around another player and He's just the best at those. So I, I got to give hats off to Ethan Finley uh, for really pushing the offense uh, when he came into the game. Yeah, let's yeah credit. I think David Serling, uh, our former co-host, made the same kind of comment that or is he, and I totally agree, he was kind of, he was a big spark plug, you know, when he came into the game and he was really pushing uh, mm-hmm. the action out, out wide right and then just out wide in general because I think one of his biggest complaints prior to that point when he came in, I think in the 57th minute was that the, it was just too clogged up, too narrow, too, too narrow. Everything was yep. too coming mm-hmm. out of the central. We yep. weren't wide, but Finley really changed that. And then the formation kind of got jumbled. I realized that after Finley came in, but certainly he stayed for the most part out wide, right. Mm -hmm. You know, that actually pushed kind of Lod more into that false nine position at that point. And then, which kind of led to his goal coming. I mean, I think when Lude scored, he was clearly, you know, you would call him in a kind of a false nine Mm -hmm. making that run. Um, But he was in that kind of, you know, so it really kind of, it shaked things up. So yeah, that's two games in a row um, where um, Heath kind of made, a tactical substitution and and looking at it after the fact it, it, it certainly looks like it it worked calling the genius um well, really made yep. an impact I mean, in the game is finley I, again i i want to say i think maybe adrian heath has figured out that uh ethan finley is more of a spark plug off the bench type of guy in the final you know 20 minutes of a game where he can come off and do some different things and when he starts, he burns himself out too fast. Yeah. And maybe I can see that. And and Ethan Finley is a great he's he's a great player. Okay. That, yeah. That's fine. But he's getting older. He's still a quick guy, but maybe he's best served doing that in a 20 minute burst than over 80 minutes or 90 minutes of the game. You know? That, that's a good point. Um, not to bring up Mason Toy again, but that's what mm-hmm. he Mason Toy was when uh, Mason Toya went on his big scoring spree mm-hmm. in 2019. So that's a good point, Tony. Uh, he, when Ethan Finley comes in at the 60th or 70th minute, uh, he's, his guns are blazing. So, yeah. and he's, he's got fresh legs so he can use that speed that everyone loves and uh, just get behind the defense. that way. Um, so 
big news today was that uh, Ray and uh, Chase Gasper were named on the uh, team of the week. Uh, I think Ray was a starter. I think Gasper was on the bench for that team. Uh, people on Twitter were saying it was the first time uh, Chase has made team of the week ever, which wouldn't yeah. su- wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, because be he's not a either. not a goal scorer, yeah. and he's not really good at passing yet either. Although he keeps, he's kind of backed off a little bit. He's not doing the crossing thing like he used to. He's kind of backed off the whole trying to cross the ball and make silly plays. So, uh, but yeah, he's been as much as we rag on Chase Gasper, he has been a rock back there on the back line this whole year. And I don't think we would uh, be giving up, you know, let's see, 17 goals have gone up in 15 in. Four, no, 15, 14 games? We played 14 games, right? 17 uh, goals in 14 games? It's 14 games, yes. Yeah, I mean, without Chase Gasper back there, guys, I think it'd, it'd be a little higher than that. I agree. So, uh, he's yeah. been the only guy Chase, back there. Chase has really come out in, into his own uh, this year. I've I've been very impressed with uh, not only – we used. I remember we, last season we used to yell at Chase for getting up too far forward, mm-hmm. but this year he's done that, and he's done it well. Yes. He has been – I think Adrian Heath has been working on that with him because he's just been just killing it, getting up over, on the, in the overlapping run and getting those crosses in. So he, I think he's really come into his own just as a player, him player itself and really taken a step up this year. Yes. Um, so guys, let's take a very short break. Very short. And we'll come very back short. with some news. And uh, well, before we go to news though, we, after the short break, we'll talk about uh, Ramon Abilia because we need to discuss his situation because uh, yeah. there's a lot of rumors swirling about what's going on with him. Discuss him, get some news, and then maybe if we got some time, just one quick funny story uh, from the archives, because this is a two-year-old story um, that uh, I want to discuss. So we'll be back in, uh, like, soon. All right, we're back. It was very soon. Yay. Yeah, good to go. Good to be back. That was really good to be back. Tony. I don't, I, I don't know what I don't you're know. talking about. Sorry, I had to take the dog out yeah. and do some things. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, Ramon Abilio. He got the red card uh, against uh, Seattle, right? Was Seattle? No, no, no it was uh, Colorado. No, it was Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. He was out against Seattle because of the red card. Right. It should have been available on Saturday against Portland. Was not available. Was not on the bench at all. Rumors are swirling now that his loan is being reassigned or re something. I, I don't know that he's no longer going to be on this team. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard anything else from the team. I, you know, I have no problem with him not being on this team anymore because I just don't think he was a fit for this yeah. team. Uh, yeah. But again, We'll see what comes out of it. Yeah, I mean, he's another interesting case because, I mean, he came on, and again, he was another player that hardly saw the pitch in over a year, um, you know, before he came here. So he didn't have a lot of minutes under his belt as well. You know, when we were talking about a new, I think Abila was even more so 
you know, in a position where he was dealing with a lack of minutes, lack of playing time due to COVID due to just not falling out of favor with his club. But yeah, so he came here, you know, and was never kind of expect expected to see full 90 right away. And then shortly thereafter, you know, Anu comes on who may be, you know, your preferred, you know, center forward. Oh, he is. Position. So he is. It, yeah, he is. It was always kind of, he, so be, due to that circumstance, he was, Bila was kind of, you know, unfortunately for him, he was kind of the odd man out, at least in the starting lineup. And then, you know, he would only come on late. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting, interesting one. I mean, I don't know where these rumors are coming from, obviously. Um, but I don't know if it's a little early to just assume that because he's not available coming off his red card that, he's the that he could be realigned or well, uh, reassigned or take you know maybe yeah. his loan being canceled or reassigned whatever you want to call it but uh it is it is interesting to note that he that he was not available and we hadn't heard anything as far as injury or anything coming out of training so if he is i mean i i mean but you still he did come on you know he he he, he coming on as a late sub he was making he was at least contributing to the to the late squad i mean i think there's a position for him you know and certainly know. as a depth piece i mean who would i mean we haven't seen a lot of them but i mean i don't know i mean is 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 he not would you not prefer him over agadello it, again it's hard to know we haven't seen a lot oh. of either of those players but no we haven't He's, i don't it's i, I don't think he, we prefer him over agadello though mm-hmm. he agadello has played for years in the mls and you know you you love a guy like Roman Ab- Roman Abila's background, where he played for Boca and he's mm-hmm. played for in for big South American teams, and to, so to get a guy like him, and especially with the relationship he had with Ray, it was a big vote of confidence coming into this team. So we were all excited. We we all thought Juan Chope he's going to be amazing. Uh, then uh, he he just doesn't perform. I mean, I've I, I don't remember who it was. Uh, Tony, if it, whether it was you or maybe it was Sterling, uh, basically called him Angelo Rodriguez 2.0. That was Sterling. That was Sterling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that because he's yeah. a, he's a big, strong guy uh, yeah. who can get into the center and he has the ability to score to score goals. We've seen it. Uh, he just his production is very much down and he's not as quick of a guy as a new can be. We don't we don't play that game though. That's the problem. We don't. We're not the type of team that plays a game with big, strong guys up, right. at, this, up at that point. We just, we're just not that type of team. We don't do that. Right. Um, the funny thing that's going to come out of this, guys, if this truly, he is truly gone, his best play as a loon is going to be a kidney punch. Really, that's his best play. I mean, seriously. The most notable. Most notable. I mean, that's, that's what we're going to remember him as, as a kidney punch guy. That's it, you know, which is sad, but again, he never contributed really to this team. We, we, we can talk, Connor, we can talk about the whole combination with Ray all we want to, but they never really hooked up really. No, they never did. And then it was over. It was over, it, yeah. it over stipulated, I think. And then he there, had, there was some early, there was some early flashes. I mean, I, I think even uh, his first appearances for this club, there were some early flashes between him and Ray, but yeah. um, to say he hasn't disappeared. And, and we were, you know, to be fair, we're sitting here kind of talking about a new, you know, maybe call it what you want underperforming, not, not kind of living up to the hype, but I mean, I don't know. Is, is it a little early to, to cut the, cut the cord on, on a I don't know. But a new is a different loan to player though. 
yeah, he's a or, he's yeah. a lone guy. And, yeah, and Anu is a different player. Anu is more of a is a is. Abelia is is a big guy, yeah. right? He's a, he's a striker. He is a forward. Yeah, Anu can play not only forward. He can play left. I think he played right. He he's got different. He can cross over. He's got that avail, availability to do that. And I think Abelia doesn't. What Anu has that Abila really doesn't have is Anu can be that poacher striker mm-hmm. that uh, everybody uh, mm-hmm. that everybody wants Minnesota to have. We, we thought we had it with Amaria last year, and unfortunately, yeah. Amaria ended up being injury prone. But we did uh, we did have it with him, and he's for two games. Amaria Amaria has done some great things back down south uh, this year. If you look at his stats, he's been on fire. So, oh boy, yeah. Um, so. That's it for that. We got uh, LA coming up here on Wednesday mm-hmm. in LA. We'll see what happens there. Um, Connor, you got some uh, history to talk about? I got a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's only been, I believe, uh, yeah, it's only been like six days since our last yeah. podcast, everybody. So we're going to go with the last day I did was. Uh, July 20th. So I'll start with July 21st here. Uh, and we're going to go to 2000 when the Thunder win 7 nothing at the Cincinnati Riverhawks. There you go. July 21st. 7-0. 7 Jesus. I don't know how good Cincinnati was back then, but uh, they're, they're no better than they are now. Um, to, now we're going to go forward to July 22nd. And we're going to go... Oh, here we go. So hopefully this is a good... Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, flash forward to Wednesday because oh. July twenty second, two thousand eighteen, United beat LAFC five one, um, and that was LAFC's first year in the MLS nice. and their first visit I was at, to I was, Minnesota. I was at that game. We so was I. Just we just finished a uh, lunacy had finished a podcast up at Invictus, and uh, I think neither Sterling or yourself, Tony, could make the game, so I ended up going yep. down there. And watching yeah. that one at TCF Bank Stadium, that was a yeah. that was a great result. Good yeah, times. it was. It was a great win uh, for what was at the time an underperforming United mm-hmm. team. Well, not underperforming. Let's. It's. It was United in the first two years. Let's just call it that. Um, we'll move forward to July twenty third, nineteen eighty, when the Kicks lose three one at the LA Aztecs. Oh yeah, the good old Aztecs. Yep. The Aztecs are back. Right. Now we'll go forward to July. We'll go back actually to the first year of Minnesota soccer, 1976, July 24th, when the Kicks win 4-0 at home against the San Diego Jaws. The Jaws? The Jaws. Are you... Now, did the movie Jaws come out in... uh, I think that was like 19... I think that was shortly after the San Diego Jaws, actually. Um, when did jaws come out jaws 75 75 oh so maybe it was the set maybe it was named after the movie maybe mm. Huh. Mm. crazy All right well yeah way to uh way to capitalize on that little nugget there well i mean say anaheim mighty ducks now the ducks but yeah named after the damn movie yeah, well, you know, to be fair, the Minnesota Minnesota should have been the Ducks back then because most of those guys were from Minnesota. Here, well, yeah, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, 
Minnesota should have been like the blizzard, not the wild, or the snow, yeah. or the snow plows. The snow plows or the yeah. uh, the yetis. Or you know, Dave, didn't you remember Dave? We had a rollerball. It was a roller. What was it called? It was uh, it was hockey. It was roller hockey or whatever it was. It was the Arctic Blast. Did oh. you ever go to those games? I Johnny and I went no, to a couple I, of those games. I, I I never made it. So you're talking? Were they playing in the Excel or TCF or uh, TCF? Um, Metrodome. Nope, 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 nope. Target Target Roy Center. Wilkins. Target, Target Center. Center. Target, oh, Center. Target Center. Yeah. Yeah. It was so it was in it was like rollerblade rollerblading. Yeah, in line it was uh, roller hockey or whatever the heck it was called. Yeah, Arctic Blast. Good All times. Right. They had a, their mascot's name was uh, Blast Man. Hmm. That was his name. Wow. Yeah, he was that, cool. I feel like that's better than our lacrosse team, the Minnesota Swarm. Remember hey, them? that was okay. That's not bad. It's I not mean, bad, but it's it's better. It's more Minnesota. I, I mean, we had the the Fighting Pike was our arena football team, which was we, we had an arena football team. We did. I did not know that. Very early on, we had an arena football team. I the Fighting Pike. Oh wow! Um, should we call the Walleye? That's, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I definitely know that name, Fighting Pike. But I, yeah, unfortunately, I never made it to a game either. But I, I clearly know that name. And mm. Always, always interested. Just never caught. Oh, yeah. Never caught them. Yep. It could have been called the, the Minnesota Blue Oxes or something. Sure. Yeah, something like that. Uh, moving on to July 25th in uh, 1981, when the Kicks win 3-1 at the Washington Diplomats. There you go. Diplomats. That's a good one. Good one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then today, which is July 26th, and we're going to go with uh, 2007, when the Thunder lose 2-1 at the California Victory. Cap, the victory really come on yep there's no ship called the victory over in california uh, i might be but still i mean SS come on victory why do we call ourselves a victory come on yes yeah. it's, it's just stupid you know i'll say it i'll say it again the marketing teams these the marketing people of these teams suck came up with a good name oh. yeah. all right boys before we get out of here quickly story that i missed two years ago i can't believe i missed this damn story um serial toilet clogger in wisconsin is sentenced to 150 days in jail this is out of sheboygan wisconsin we all know that bad things happen in sheboygan wisconsin let me tell you uh and this is funny it's from the new york daily news and their first byline is he won't be able to get away with this that crap in jail yeah uh he was Jeez. he was a Sheboygan Patrick uh, Patrick Bateman. I'm just kidding, Dave. Yep, no, that's good uh, American no, psycho no. reference. That's Patrick. It's Beeman. It's not Bateman. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. uh, was, order. I know you did. Was ordered to go on probation for three years after prosecutors say he clogged women's toilets in Dillon Park in Sheboygan and has it at his place of employment. Okay, he clogged women's toilets. Yes. That, this they have is something against women's toilets now. It gets interesting. It gets okay. Interesting. Uh, he says, I need to make things right and pray forgiveness every day during his pressing. There are at least 12 clogging incidents, according to authorities. Officers found, now you think clogging, you think of something, but really it's not. Found a plastic bottle jamming a toilet in the women's restroom at Dillon Community Center in March. And the incident stretched back to April of 2017. This was back in 2019. 
Beeman's only explanation for his crime was that he would get urges to use objects to plug toilets. So he was urging, he was getting urges to plug toilets. Okay, when we when you said clogging toilets, I thought you were going a completely different direction no, with this. He was using plastic bottles. He wasn't doing huh. he wasn't doing the, the, the business. He was actually going in there and doing it like like surgically, like clogging these toilets, like you know. Um, wow. Caused about two thousand dollars in damage. Uh, sentenced thirty days in jail. Yeah, they figured that he clogging these toilets with the water bottle. Uh, what I'd seen from another uh, article was that he was actually like able to like get it in there like super far. Like the officials are saying, usually if water bottles get in the toilet and they're flushed, you can pull them out with kind of a little bit of a like a, a tool or something like that because they're not that far in. Right. He was able to get them like way down into the piping and get them down there nice. like very far and clog things up. He did this 12 times, guys. Uh, and so Mr. Patrick Beeman has an obvious problem <laughs> with uh, doing these things. And, and what I don't get is the urge thing. Like, what urges you to clog a toilet? I mean, you guys ever have an urge to clog a toilet? I don't have uh, to clog, clog a toilet. No. Um, yeah. No. No. Uh, the yeah. People, people are weird, though, man. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's no real other explanation for it. People yeah, are weird. the exact opposite. I think it's the you usually have the fear of clogging it. Well, there's, the a, there's definitely a there's definitely a fear. I mean, it's you know depending on uh, where you're at. Uh, I mean, but uh, you don't want to uh, like I, here, for yeah, example, sometimes in, you have a... in, in China. Yeah, in my nobody's allowed in this room. So yeah, if I clog right. my toilet, I got I got issues. You're screwed yeah yeah i mean it's i mean i have a fear of even touching toilets sometimes because i I mean being a courier i'm out on the road a lot so gas stations are my best friend yes because i got to use those at least a couple times a day and some of these places are just oh i bet pure bedlam in there yeah you know and again what you got to realize is that the guy is uh he's he's doing this on purpose. I mean, this isn't like, uh, you know, I'm, I, I feel the urge. I mean, I'm, you know, just like I gotta go and uh, whatever. This is, this is plastic bottles, guys, plastic bottles. Yeah. So it's, it's clearly, um, yeah. On purpose. Yeah. Sure. Can't believe I missed the story two years ago. Cause it's, it's, it's totally a, it's a twist. It's kind of, kind of like an, M. Night Shyamalan type of deal with the movie where there's always a twist at the end. Well, this yeah. is a twist at the end. You know? Well, you need a twist to get it out, too. Oh, you need so, more than that. I think with $2,000 yeah. worth of damages, I mean, obviously, they're doing some sort of repairs or whatever. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just wonder if you had something against the septic tanks over there, maybe. Could have. Or was, yeah. there, was there a dog speaking to him? Tell him to clog the toilets? Kind of like the old, uh, what's his name? Uh, Son of Sam back in New York. Oh yeah! Oh, wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's bringing it back. Yeah, bring um, it back a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, guys, game Wednesday night against LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, big week coming up uh, for me personally. I know Connor, you're going to Iowa uh, this weekend to uh, hang out with your wife. Um, careful down in Iowa, dude. 
Oh, we're going to Okaboji. So the rest, oh, the rest oh, of my nice. oh, like Okaboji. Yeah, yeah. I've Okaboji's been there nice year, years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful yeah. lake. Beautiful, kind of a mm-hmm. it's a good place to be over the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. I went down there mm-hmm. years and years and years ago now, but uh, yeah, it's fun, yeah. beautiful area. Yes. If you said any other place in uh, in Iowa, though, Tony, I would I would heed your warning with the utmost respect. I think. Uh, yeah, yes, and uh, I do. My uh, wife and her uh, mom and her sister and all the kids are going to Des Moines in August. Oh, yeah. They go to the Iowa State Fair, and I'm a little concerned about that. You know, I've actually heard good things about the Iowa State Fair. Um, it's number. It's number two. It's number two. Yep. Not number one. We're number one. Minnesota's Minnesota number one. one. Two is Iowa. Number three is Texas. Right. And Texas kind of shady with their third ranking because, guys, you realize the Texas State Fair lasts for a whole fucking month? No, mm. did not know one that. One month. And it's because it's a huge state. So, so yeah. yeah. So if they're going off attendance numbers, yeah, that's kind of unfair. They're not. Minnesota, they're not. What the, Okay. 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 At least there's that. They must but... be doing like satisfaction surveys then, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very satisfied with the Minnesota State Fair every year I fucking oh, go. Very, very. And much I, yeah. And I've been going to the Minnesota State Fair for, let's see, thirty, well, thirty-five years. But last year doesn't count, so mm-hmm. this will be my, this will be my thirty-fifth or thirty-fourth year going in a row. Mm-hmm. Gone there every year. And nice. uh, I plan to go every year until the day I freaking die. Yeah, because I love that damn place. Yeah, it's great. I love mm. the. Uh, I mean, my favorite thing about the Minnesota State Fair is the, which is actually coming up in about a month here. Oh yes. Um, it's. Uh, I remember they have all these craft beer tents, and we have uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I went, and we had the Grain Belt Blue, oh. and that was delicious. With- did you get it with the uh, slush on top, the blueberry slush on top? Yep, yeah. we sure did. Yep, it was what? it was amazing. And then they had this. Uh, they always have this mini donuts beer. At yes, the, they do. At there too, yes. it's, which is very good. Made by Liftbridge. I, that that shells, yeah. The the, the uh, blue is great with the slush on. I think I've gotten mm-hmm. it every year that I've gone to the fair that it was available at the fair. But I think one of my favorites is uh, I think it's at the is it the Northwoods Lodge. They've had a uh, for several years now. They've had like a dill pickle beer. Oh yes, where they put where they put like oh, literally. Mm-hmm. I think you it's know, I a think cold. I think it's a colch. Really I think it's a colch, but they you know it's heavily. That is that it's got giggles. The the dill flavor. They put they give you a little stringer with uh, pickles and dill Havarti cheese. I believe it is. And yeah, it's just that. That, oh, that is that delicious. giggles campfire grill. The dill oh, pickle beer. Okay. Yep. 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 Um. So the blueberry the uh uh shells blue or the uh, grain belt blue my mother-in-law had that for the first time when it first came out a couple of years ago that's now her favorite beer that she drinks when she drinks beer um that is actually our first stop at the state fair we go every uh, the first monday every every state fair we go get there early stop at the uh, shells area at the west end market i think it's called and wait for the beer place to open get our first shells of the day and then I take the uh, Sky Tram over to the other side of the fair to the Lining Kugels band shell. And of course, right outside of there is a Lining Kugels tent, and I get myself a Lining Kugels. Uh, and then we head over to the Ballpark Cafe, and I have another beer there. Oh, that's where I get the mini donuts beer. Yes. Over there. And then right next to that is the horticulture building where they have the uh, the beer, uh, the flights of beer. And at least you get a oh, flight. Oh, you know, I, I, yeah, that, that's a great place. A for... flight of beer there. And then it's off to the races. That's just like 
Yeah. Yep. I've had numerous beers before noon and I'm just ready to eat a lot of food and play some games and win some prizes and uh, give a shitload of money to my girls to buy and do whatever the hell they want to. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I remember the, the three things that I need to get when, whenever I'm at, uh, whenever I'm at the state fair are the pickle chips, sure. cheese curds yeah, and sweet Martha's cookies. Yeah, there you can't go. leave without a bucket of those cookies. Well, no, it's uh, this, the cheese curds. Yes, my mother-in-law gets cheese curds every year, and that is right next to the ballpark cafe, so it's in good location. Um, I eat a lot of pronto pups. I just oh yeah, my, my wife loved them. I just those. I just smell those things. I just I find every time I go past one, I'm like I gotta have another one. Sorry, yeah, yeah my bad. Um, yeah, but I'm looking forward to it, guys. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Uh, before we uh, get there, though, uh, August 8th, I don't know, Connor, if you and your wife are available. I think it's August 8th or August 7th. Heading back down to uh, Updown in Uptown yep. to the we, arcade there. We will be in uh, South Dakota that week. That's right. I think I asked you already. Yeah. yeah. You're going to South Dakota. So unfortunately, no. You keep, it happens to be on weekends mm. that we're out of town. But mm. I think the weekend afterwards, we're, uh, we're, we're free. Yeah, I'm not doing anything that weekend. Sorry. That's no, well, not, maybe, maybe we will. Not, hap- not happening. Sorry. And then you have you have a uh, that's right. You have a diaper kegger coming up. I have you? a diaper kegger coming up. Yeah. When is I, that? I sent, I, I sent you guys invites on that, right? The, yeah. When is that again? It's uh, August 29th. All right. Cool. So bring your pack of diapers and you got yourself uh, all the beer you want. That's the weekend before I go to the state fair, so I'm good to go. Very good. Um, I will. Uh, I will definitely be there. Dave will not be there. Dave, can you fly back for that? <laughs> tell you what i'll look into it i'll look into it i'm not yeah. i don't uh don't think so yeah <laughs> I, I, what I can do are you sure i mean it's huge yeah do you want me to bring you do you want me to bring a pack of diapers for you then yeah if you could yeah, yeah. certainly yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that'd be great that means you, you get twice me... the beer yeah twice the beer yeah, that that's everybody right else gets. yeah fair yeah. enough you can drink my sh- you can drink my share for me then yeah that's let me good. know and i'll uh i'll uh, I have well, a kick for that too yeah well what are you gonna order though uh probably something generic actually because like a lot a lot of people come into this are uh are big light beer drinkers so grain belt premium light oh yeah we could do that yeah grain grain belt's a good one it's a minnesota beer dude all right i i, I think i like that idea there you go yeah good i'll drink a lot of that all right awesome uh we also right. got pl- i also got plenty of crap beers in our in our beer fridge so. good yeah. It'll be the first time I've been back in Robbinsdale for well a couple of years since we did our last podcast there. But like I said, Kelly used to live over there, so yeah, uh, I was in Robbinsdale all the time. But uh, all right, guys, before we get out of here, just want to say uh, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. Myself, Tony, for Connor and Dave. We'll talk to you guys in a week. See you Sounds guys. good. Hope to join you.